You are listening to the KPMG Insurance Insights 360 podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Nicholson. I am joined today by Gary Plotkin and Scott Shapiro, two of our insurance leaders in the U.S., both of whom are focused on technology and operations. Gary, Scott, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us, uh, Sierra. It's great to be here. So I feel like this is a, you know, kind of a big, a big topic to discuss. I'm really excited to have this conversation with both of you today. And, you know, we're going to be having this discussion against the backdrop of, of the COVID-19 pandemic uh, in the U.S. and globally. And there are a lot of implications for insurance companies uh, related to this situation. Gary, I'll go to you first. From an operational perspective, what do you consider to be the top challenges that insurance companies are facing right now, now that we're several weeks into this situation? Thanks. Um, the, The top challenge continues to be ensuring that insurance company employees, insurance agents, and customers all have the ability to interact in the the manner that they need to. Uh, In the case of employees, do they have access to the systems, right? Do they have access to their operational components uh, while remaining safe and often working from home? In the case of the agents, can they still uh, work with their customers? Can they get paid from a compensation standpoint? Can they write new business, right, and stay generally on track with with their book? And obviously, from a customer standpoint, uh, the biggest challenge is their ability to buy and service their products that they have today. Um, As we move into this unexpected event, one of the things we've been working with carriers on for a long time is digitization. The ability for employees, agents, and customers to operate uh, any way they want from anywhere they want, right? What we've been calling sort of a, a cloud migration. Uh, this has this event has car- caught a number of this event has caught a number of carriers uh, not fully prepared. Uh, we've been working on digitization, right? But I would still call it spotty today. Either focused on a particular product type or a specific aspect of the value chain. And so there's still manual steps involved. And routing around those manual steps is important so that, you know, everything can be done in a reasonable fashion. You know, Gary, just to to add to that, too, you know, insurance is obviously a very large uh, field. So there's a lot of complexity to how insurance companies operate. And uh, some areas were able to get up and running pretty quickly uh, because, remote capabilities and, and contact centers, for example, and people have been used to moving work around. Uh, other areas have been have provided some new challenges. So, for example, on the distribution side, where um, this uh, insurance company Salesforce, you know, day-to-day activity was literally going to agents' offices and helping them to facilitate doing business. That moving to a remote situation has changed the way uh, companies uh, are working and, and engaging in the sales process in a remote way. Different kind of activity, different challenges, and um, you know the question that that's emerging out of all of this is, will this start to establish some new paradigms going forward in how people work? And, and there's a lot of speculation around that. Scott, can we spend a few minutes 
talking a little bit about how the different segments of the industry might be feeling these impacts differently? Yeah, uh, and there really is a, a fair amount of difference, and, and we'll break it up into the ways that we, we look at our communities here at KPMG. Uh, you know, we have three communities. We have commercial insurance uh, for PNC, we have personal insurance for PNC, and then we have life and retirement. And so just a, just a comment on, on each one. Um, commercial is one of those businesses that, that does rely typically on, on a lot of agents and distribution. So that workflow has become more complex. Uh, and, and underwriting in, in those lines uh, is, has slowed down a little bit too because, you know, there is a lot more need for interaction uh, to get information. Um, there, there is a lot of questions also uh, around coverage for where, um, and it's a very uh, in-depth topic around whether or not business interruption coverage is available whether it's excluded, and so, you know, people are really spending a lot of time on what's covered and what isn't covered in a, in a very uh, diverse exposure. Personal insurance has is, is, is really uh, been affected in an interesting way in that uh, the frequency of loss has come way down, and, and we know that, right, where people aren't driving. If, if you're at home, you're, you're not driving, you're not getting into accidents, um, and we've seen that uh, dramatic drop that's actually created uh, a fair amount of capacity, for example, in the claims area for a personal lines uh, company. Uh, the volume is just not there. And the, the big question there in personal lines is, well, when will that volume return and how rapidly will it return? So we're, we're prepared for that. You can't be lulled into a sense that, that that volume will not come back with gas prices the way they are, people probably driving instead of public transportation. A big question we have is will, how fast will that spike back? when the quarantines are over, and um, making sure that people are staffed appropriately. And then just on life and retirement, um, that, that underwriting process that we talked about with commercials, there is a need oftentimes for, you know, if you're going to get a life insurance policy, you're probably not going to get one right now uh, because uh, oftentimes for large policies, you know, you have to go to the doctor, you have to do blood work, et cetera. Uh, a lot of that's on pause. Um, I think... Uh, Importantly, too, though, that the whole business of life insurance and retirement services um, in a zero interest rate environment is going to put a lot of pressure on, on companies. The, the business model of insurance is to make money on, on the reserves that you have, and particularly a long tail like, like uh, life insurance. And uh, that's going to create operational pressure uh, without th that return for efficiency and, and some of the other things that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Thanks, Scott. Gary, I'd like to hear your perspective on what all of this says about whether or not insurers really were, were ready for this situation. I think there's some question about the soundness of uh, their business interruption plans coming into this um, situation. Sure. You know, about 10 years ago or so, um, there was some talk during H1N1 and the bird flu about how companies would operate uh, in, a, in a pandemic. Um, frankly, that pandemic itself did not really manifest itself into anything significant. And through the years, as companies have focused in on business interruption and business continuity, disaster recovery, pandemic response has not been a priority for many of them. Um, 
most had focused on uh, events such as weather events, power grid events, uh, or things along those lines, which are a very different type of response uh, than we have today. Frankly, uh, the one saving grace is the capability of work from home that's manifested itself over the last couple of years, uh, particularly in the United States. Almost everyone has internet access at home. Uh, there are solid communication tools, and many of the applications are available either through the cloud or through some sort of remote tool that's available. The, the, the largest challenges uh, that have occurred for the carriers often have to do with their offshore capability, either their captive components or their third-party relationships with particular vendors. Uh, in India, for example, we've seen issues where uh, many folks don't have laptops, uh, and therefore they can't work from home. Many companies, for obvious cyber and security reasons, were using clean rooms where uh, everything was very secure, and so to release those requirements is creating a whole other challenge of, about security and capability within the business operations. Uh, lastly, one of the things that's been interesting is Work from home is creating whole new challenges on cyber itself. Um, you know, we're, we're talking about Zoom bombing uh, and, and folks uh, disrupting components. We're seeing significant increases uh, in phishing expeditions and things along those lines. And generally, the, the home internets are not as secure as, as the work environment. So carriers continue to work through those things. They're making the best of situations where they can. There are still some that are, that are, frankly, still operating call centers and, and, and using social distancing, so limiting the number of folks in those operations. In addition, we're seeing many carriers reach out to third parties uh, to leverage additional capacity where needed. Maybe that's in finance associated with the close. Maybe it's in operations. And as Scott pointed out, it might be in claims somewhere down the road. So this is another scenario that will be added. Uh, this also, I expect, will really drive further digitalization uh, across the carriers in a much more holistic manner. Uh, work from home will become a more normal component of the environment, and you know, we'll start to see some real innovation in the space. Thanks, Gary. Yeah, I think um, this situation has given a lot of organizations a lot to think about, right? Scott? I'd like to get your perspective on whether or not we'll see a spike in lawsuits directed at insurance companies uh, resulting from this COVID-19 situation. Uh, you know, we are a, a litigious society here in the United States, and uh, the expectation is there will be a fair amount of, of lawsuits. Um, and so some of the things that we're seeing, for example, we are starting to see um, in the directors and officers insurance, which you know the, the type of insurance that pr protects board of directors and, and executives of companies from shareholder lawsuits, we are seeing uh, some shareholder lawsuits and expect more uh, around uh, the accusation of was a company prepared adequately prepared, as we talked earlier, around that. And that, that's going to take a long time to settle uh, because those are not black and white yes and no answers. Um, That'll have to work its way through the court system. Um, when some of the other issues that that are that could emerge in, we we just don't know some of the exposure uh, that we could see 
uh, for example, in, in workers' compensation, which is, which is not, is supposed to be exempted from uh, litigation by design, um, but if, um, and these are all speculative right now, but, you know, if companies uh, have any liability uh, to exposing their, um, their people or employees uh, to the virus, what, what that could look like. Um, and, and those kinds of things have, have yet to play out. It's too soon. Um, but there's, there's some, you know, legitimate concern around uh, liability. And uh, whenever there's a liability policy, there's a, the potential for a lawsuit. And even if those lawsuits end up, you know, being found to be not have credence, you know, their uh, companies have to defend those lawsuits. So there's cost there. One thing that that has come up in a couple of your answers that I just want to get a finer point on is this concept of whether or not some of the necessary changes that have taken place over the last several weeks indicate that digitization more broadly in the industry will be accelerated. Scott, what are your thoughts on that? You know, we really do think that this um, unfortunate and unforeseen change is, is going to be a pretty significant accelerant to a lot of the trends that we've been seeing in the insurance business and in business in general. You know, when, when this first started, and it's, it's amazing to think that this, you know, is still like a March beginning event. Um, you, 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 the hierarchy of needs, you start with the, you know, the, are my people safe, am I safe? Uh, and then you get into, am I operational, am I effective, am I efficient? Uh, we're now at the stage uh, where uh, we are assessing, all of us, um, our business models and ways of working, ways of doing business. And uh, we've been predicting um, a, a lot of disruption coming to our industry in distribution and digitization and automation uh, in uh, all, all of the, the things that we, we've been talking about. What we didn't foresee was the triggering event. Um, it is our expectation that this will create a lot of new paradigms. It will be dislocative, but will also create tremendous amounts of opportunity uh, down the road where um, those that can accelerate and excel in these operational capabilities uh, of enabling remoteness uh, and, and the things that come around uh, less physical contact, um, you know, we some people will stand to gain significantly and, and will improve our business uh, as a result in the long term. Yes, yeah, Scott, to, to add to it, uh, I've been impressed with some of the early innovation and capability that we're starting to see in the marketplace. Uh, as I've uh, worked with carriers, as I've worked with InsureTechs and just other software vendors, uh, immediately there was technology developed to help to identify the location of your employees to make sure that everyone's safe, frankly, to check in, particularly if you had symptoms of, of the virus. But beyond that, we're starting to see whole new capabilities, uh, telehealth, is a big one. Um, how much can you diagnose simply by looking at someone through an iPhone camera? Uh, that will have major re, uh, repercussions in the life business. Could we move to non-fluids from that perspective? And I expect to see more and more innovation and capability become the norm as we move down this full digital path. Great. Thank you both so much for your time today and for sharing your perspective. And I hope to have you back in the studio again in the future.
You have been listening to the KPMG Insurance Insights 360 podcast. For more insights, visit listen.kpmg.us slash insurance insights 360.